0: This episode is sponsored by Gorgeous. Gorgeous is the number one e-commerce help desk that lets you manage and respond to messages from your site, social, email, and SMS all in one platform. They have built-in automations to handle common queries like order tracking and save your team time and money. Get a free month by clicking the link in the description
1: and elevate your customer
0: experience today.
1: You're listening to the Agency X podcast. I'm your host, John Sertakowski, founder and CEO at Avex, a New York City-based e-commerce agency for high-growth D2C brands. As always, I'm joined by our e-commerce strategist, David Anzalone. Our goal is to provide some insight into e-commerce, technology, design, and everything in between. Let us know what you think of today's episode, and make sure to visit our website, AvexDesigns.com. Why? <laughs> Excellent. All right, just waiting for a few more people. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties before. Um, but we're glad everyone could join us. Um, I guess we'll just start off with just a little bit about what this, um, what this webinar is about, uh, what we'll be discussing and of course, uh, who we have joining us. So, uh, my name is John Sodikowski. I'm the founder at Avex designs. We are a digital agency out of New York. Um, today we're going to be talking about customer experience, retention. Uh, and we have some really great experts in the room. Uh, I'll just go around and let everyone kind of introduce themselves, starting off with uh, from Lizzie. Um, uh, you could go ahead and uh, introduce yourself.
2: Thank you, everyone. My name is Lizzie Nirenberg. Uh, I've been with ClaviO for over three years now, which is just crazy. Uh, I am a senior manager of ecosystem marketing, so I have the pleasure of working with our amazing agency tech platform partners. Um, and for those of you who have not been uh, introduced to Clavio, Clavio is a uh, customer data platform at its core with channels that overlay on top of it, such as email and SMS uh, and push notifications.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. We also have um, uh, Nicole here, who is a partnership manager as well.
3: Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Nicole. I'm based out of new york and i am also a partner manager um, for the entire east coast at gorgeous Um, gorgeous for those of you that don't know what that is it's an e-commerce help desk we aggregate all your support in one place so email chat facebook phone instagram reviews all in one tool to make sure um, that you have a very succinct um, customer service hub
1: awesome thanks so much also we have lewis
0: lewis how's it going Hey, it's going well, and hey, everyone! Thanks for joining today. I'm Lewis. I'm also a partner manager, but for Okendo. Um, Okendo is a certified Shopify Plus uh, marketing application, and we help direct-to-consumer brands generate social proof in the form of ratings, reviews, and user-generated content. Um, and I'm based out
1: of Brooklyn, New York. Awesome. I miss Brooklyn. I just moved away from Brooklyn. No, love this. I, yeah. <laughs> I kind of I miss it, but I don't miss it that much. I grew up there. So, um, all right, great. So, so thank you so much for the introductions. Um, You know at avix we work with all of these partners and it's great um really some awesome tools and but today we want to discuss how merchants can really uh leverage these 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 products make them work together um and we have some really great uh ideas and things that we want to discuss so uh, i'm going to kind of start this off there's going to be a question overall for the group and i'll you know go around um kind of starting with for lewis um what's one thing merchants can do especially during black friday cyber monday uh, to ensure that uh, new customers that are gained are also retained going into the new year? You know, what are some things that that you think merchants should be doing right now to retain those customers uh, after the Black Friday Cyber Monday rush?
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, we know it's like super critical to follow up with your customers after they've received their order to really ensure that they're happy and to capture any feedback that they have about either the customer experience on site or with their product. Uh, typically in a form of a star rating, review, video testimonial, etc. This is also a great moment for brands to uh, get feedback about the product in general and like collect data from their customers or even provide an incentive in the form of like a coupon or a discount code so that, you know, you can really promote lifetime value with that customer. So uh, by thanking them for purchasing uh, something and and leaving a review, you can get them $10 off their next order, they can hand it off to a friend, family member, or use it for themselves. Um, and I think with Black Friday, Cyber Monday in particular, we all know when seeing the news, it's going to be some shipping delays to expect. So it's definitely key for brands to be accurate with their outreach. Like the last thing you want to do is create needless friction with any of your customers who, you know, might be seeing like a shipping delay. And if you ask them to review a product that they haven't received yet, you know, they can get, little fussy about that, so, you know, just be sure to uh, accurately check if the order's been delivered. It's super easy to do with Okendo, we actually have a wait step uh, in our review request sequence that will, won't will trigger that review request sequence until the customer's order has been delivered or flagged as delivered in Shopify. So.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I like the wait step because it really helps. Um to ensure that they actually receive the product uh, before you're asking for that review so that's super important just being mindful there uh, lizzie same question to you uh, what's important to retain those customers after uh after gaining them after black friday cyber monday
2: yeah no uh and great question uh, adding on to to what was already said um data especially your customer first first party data is going to be so important Uh, We've seen all the headlines across every single news channel around uh, data privacy, the changes to iOS. Um, So building trust with those who are already in your customer database is going to be so important. Uh, So number one, as you said, those who have already been in your database before, they may have purchased from you. one of my favorite stats that that we had gotten from some of our Black Friday data in the past was that 60% of our brand, our customers' sales came from a contact that had engaged with the brand prior to q3 of that same year which means that 60 percent more than half of sales came from somebody that had either come to your landing page they may not have bought from you before but it means that they had already previously engaged so make sure you're collecting data but also leveraging the data that you already have uh, so using your pop-up forms using quizzes um, ensuring that you have uh you know different tags and different product lines to understand more about them uh, and then once you collect that data, like I said, using it, uh, it's the same thing as if you go and you know ask somebody what their name is, and then you ask them five seconds later, it's just a really bad experience. So once you have that data from Black Friday, um, using it, analyzing it, and continuing to build and nurture relationship uh, through you know personalized outreach um, and on the channels that they also want to be reached out onto.
1: Perfect. No, that's that's great. That's great advice. Uh- Nicole same to you how can customers retain uh, how can merchants retain those customers after the holiday rush
3: yeah um, this is one of my favorite questions i think retention goes hand in hand with customer service and customer experience which is kind of you know the bread and butter of gorgeous i think you know one we see after the holidays is once you've created that sales, how can you actually uh, continue to deliver an amazing customer experience, whether it's being proactive about how Lewis was mentioning um, about shipping delays, right, is that, you know, you have a pop-up on your um, front page that says, hey, if you're reaching out to ask where your order is, we're experiencing two to three weeks of delays, or I hope it's not that late, Um, but just some sort of um, proactive response so that um, you're already answering the question before it's already asked. Um, So that way you can mitigate a lot of those customer service inquiries that um, your team is going to be really bogged down with. Um, Another thing I like to um, touch on is segmenting those customers, right, of figuring out who's spending the most, um, maybe bucket them into a VIP customer tier so that afterwards, Um, You know, you deliver this amazing experience, but now if they ever come back to your site, you know exactly who that is. They write in with their email, you can bucket them into um, or segment them into a VIP tier and then treat them with so much love um, that they're just going to want to keep coming back and purchasing from you. Um, So I think that's a great way to retain those customers and just really understand who that customer is um, right when they enter your website um, based on their previous purchase history and their engagement with you.
1: That's awesome. I love that because I feel like at all three answers somewhat touched on like segmenting a bit or just being more thoughtful and personalizing the experience. That's something I'm a really big fan of and has some really great results. Is the more you could segment and personalize the experience from customer uh, service through email communications, notifications, and even reviews, user-generated content, things like that, uh, the better experience you're going to have and just you're going to retain those customers longer term. Um, Next question is going to be for Lizzie. Um, I'm sure you have a lot to say on this topic, so feel free to to educate everyone on it, but um, are there, and this might be a little general, so feel free to go with it however you'd like, but are there any flows or certain approaches that merchants can take to create a better customer experience, especially around the holidays, Uh, similar to the last question, but more targeted towards like any flows or approaches that you'd recommend?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, number one, if you aren't using automations, please stop everything that you're doing and just go set them up right this second because you are leaving money out on the table if you are not. Uh, Your essential flows uh, leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, your welcome series, uh, your post-purchase browse abandonment, cart abandonment um you know you're shipping all of these general notifications go back and audit them make sure they still make sense in this world i know that automations are a sudden forget it but there's a lot of changes supply chain issues um, there's a lot of different you know updates that maybe some supplies are in and what your timelines are like so just make sure that they're accurate that's number one and then the number two of like the flows that you should make sure that you're setting up uh, number one is the price drop trigger. Uh, we just released that within Klaviyo. Uh, so that's a great way if somebody has browsed the product, if they abandoned it, if they um, you know, had previously bought it before, to have a trigger to let them know, hey, this product is on sale. It's a great way to bring somebody in if they're a window shopper and maybe the price was too high. Uh, that's something that is you know, already set up in, in your Klaviyo account if you're using Klaviyo. Uh, the other thing, and this is so important in today's day, back in stock alerts. Uh, It's a great way to collect uh, user information, especially for those that are looking for a specific product. Maybe it's out of stock, uh, maybe it's low inventory. And then that way you can um, reach out to them when it is back in stock. And regardless, you're collecting information. Uh, And then lastly, strategy that I would definitely recommend, especially with uh, acquisition costs going up and everything that is going on, Um, I would just make sure that um, you are thinking about leveraging an omni-channel strategy. So uh, matching email with SMS, if you haven't explored SMS, um, make sure that you're at least during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, collecting phone numbers and SMS consent. Uh, So if you're not ready uh, for implementing SMS, at least start collecting those phone numbers. That's going to be crucial uh, as Time goes on, Uh, but also there's going to be a ton, a ton of emails and a ton of brands sending out emails. So SMS is a really great way uh, to cut through the noise. Uh, it's a great way to, you know, trigger automations, you know, such as potentially, you know, requesting a review uh, or uh, we actually just announced on the Klaviyo product event that we ha- are launching an integration with Gorgeous for customer service for two-way texting and SMS, which is so exciting. Uh, so somebody will be able to respond back to a text and it gets ported directly into your Gorgeous account. Uh, and then a customer service rep will be able to follow up directly from the Gorgeous uh, interface. Super exciting. So, it's a great way for uh, engaging with your customers on a one on one basis, but you know, um, at scale.
1: Awesome. Lovely automation, especially around SMS. Um, great results there. Uh, really love what's happening yeah, in, think, in SMS. I think
2: it's and like the doing. one thing is being really cautious of who you're sending it to. I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people are saying, and I'm sure everybody who's on the line and probably tuning in is also thinking, like sometimes I like getting text from brands, sometimes I don't. So just be really strategic with who you're sending text to, and make sure they want to receive it because it is a very personal outreach method. Um, and so you want to send it to your VIPs or your transactional, uh, or you know, customer service opportunities with you know, gorgeous or asking for a review after a post purchase.
1: Yeah, as long as it's bringing value. Uh, I don't mind getting the text. I'm sure many people are the same, as long as it's valuable. Um, Next we have uh, for Nicole, uh, what should customers do to provide a better customer experience, especially around uh, the holidays, going into the new year? What can merchants do to really provide that better customer experience?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, So, um, you know, I think we touched on a few things already, such as automation, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, So Lizzie really uh, hit the nail on the head with the automation piece, and we do it in a specific way. But um, I think first and foremost is one, that omni-channel experience. I think over the holidays, we see, um, like we talked about SMS, you know, email, there's so many new different channels you can converse with your customers. So really understanding who is that customer that you're talking to, right? Who's that specific segment? Um, are there new channels you can acquire during this holiday season to actually converse with your customers more? Um, you know, Instagram we've seen is a huge channel. So Instagram DMs are massive um, reviews, which I know Lewis will talk about after, but I think, you know, that's really important is um, if if you're a customer like me, I read like a hundred reviews before I ever purchase anything. Um, so if you know that that's your customer, doubling down on that channel. So when we talk about omni-channel, that's really um, being active on so many different channels or doubling down on the channels, you know, that work, right? Not everyone is going to be a phone caller. My mom is a phone caller, for example. She only will be on phone. Um, whereas I'm more, I just want to, I don't want to talk to anyone on the phone. I just want to chat, um, et cetera. So I think that's um, the first point for omni-channel experience. Um, And then the second point is conversational commerce, right? We've seen this um, topic grow tremendously over this last year is that um, while new channels are emerging, such as chat and SMS, people actually want to talk in a more um, friendly tone, right? It's not just email. It's not just phone. But actually, you know, having someone shop you or shop with you um, throughout a website experience is a great way to actually drive conversions because that way, Um, You know, you actually feel like you're shopping with a friend. You know, we are all at home nowadays, Um, you know, given the pandemic, working from home, the entire world has shifted. And so feeling like you can actually have that same in-person experience as if you were in a store and recreate it online is going to be super important. So um, figuring out uh, ways that you can connect with your customer on that front as well. Um, So that's kind of my second point. And then the last point is automation. Um, so automation, you know, we talked, touched about, and, and that's really mitigating, um, you know, where you're having those repetitive inquiries, such as where is my order? That's the number one most asked question in customer service. How can you actually ease it up for, um, your customer service team? um, and, and make sure that they're actually getting to the more important, uh, questions such as, um, you know, what sizes does this come in, you know, or a really angry customer, you know, really figuring out how you can prioritize the more urgent matters. So you're not just going to those, where's my order questions, um, which can easily be automated. So automation is your best friend. Um, like Lizzie said, if you're not using it, definitely look into it because, um, that's how you can actually lift, Uh, reduce lift on a lot of other touch points and make your life way easier so yeah automation segmenting customers figuring out um what is higher priority um as we kind of go into this black friday cyber monday season when everything feels urgent um but using automation to kind of filter out what isn't as urgent
1: love that love the automation part and the segmenting part again the more personalized you could get with your omni channel experience the better it is for customers and for, of course, revenue too.
3: Yeah, and um, I, can I just add one last thing?
1: Sure, of course.
3: Yeah, so um, when I talk about automation, it doesn't mean you know you're you're not being personalized, right? Because you can actually um, execute on personalization with that automation, right? So, um, hey, John, here's your order. It's coming at this time. You know, here's your tracking. You're pulling in those variables are actually, um, you can pull that in really easily with the click of um, a button or just setting up a rule on the back end, which is a fancy way of saying um, how you can quickly uh, create an automated response to that customer. Um, So that way uh, you're you're personalizing it. You're pulling in customer data um, that is relevant to the customer with, still having that really personalized tone. So you're automating it, loosen, uh, lessening the load um, on your customer experience team, but also still um, keeping it really personalized. So that customer feels really valued.
1: For sure. And, you know, also like was mentioned earlier, the integration between like Klaviyo and Gorgeous, utilizing that data to even personalize things through email, making all of those things work together. That's really what's important. It's kind of, how can you like leverage this, this tech stack to really work in your favor? Uh, and provide a better customer experience.
3: Exactly. Um,
1: thank you so much for that. Uh, next, uh, directing this to Lewis from Okendo, um, how do reviews and user-generated content play a role in providing a great customer experience and retaining those customers? Like, where does Okendo fit here? Or in general, just UGC and reviews? Yeah,
0: no, it's a great question. And it's really important, to, you know, when you're thinking about the customer experience uh, you know, really tackling a pre purchase and post purchase, right? Um, so, your brands can really leverage social proof in various forms. So, user generated content like photos, videos, ratings, reviews throughout the entire on site experience. So, you really add in an extra layer of authenticity throughout the entire customer buying journey. Uh, so, if you were to take someone like me, for example, I have really long, dry, frizzy, curly hair. And so if I'm in a buying journey to purchase shampoo and conditioner, you know, I want to really enrich my buying journey. And one way you can do that is by filtering down review content uh, to see, you know, other reviews from customers that are similar to you and make it more of a, like a contextual relevant experience. So if I can drill down and only see reviews with folks who have similar hairstyles to me and see, hey, it actually worked for them or it didn't work for them, I be much more likely to make the correct purchase um, and then with regards to post-purchase you know it's really important to it's an important touch point for a brand to really impact customer experience and increase retention uh, you know you can uh, leverage uh, okendo from a review standpoint to go and reach out to a customer after they place an order See how they um, like uh, how much they love the product. Ask them to leave a video. Give them some type of discount code, and most importantly, to your point, John, of using uh, integrations to really make your tech stack work together. Uh, you know the three technology platforms here today, in the fire chat side chat uh, all connect together and integrate. You know, for example, brands can use the Okendo integration with Klaviyo to leverage that zero-party data we're capturing through Okendo. Sync it up into Clavio's customer data profile. And from there, you can create custom audience segments. You know, I can create really hyper specific campaigns with curated copy at a specific group of customers that have self identified themselves certain ways. So, going back to my original example, you can take someone like Lewis and add him to a curly hair or dry hair segment in Clavio so that I'm constantly getting price drop notifications of <laughs> any uh, curly hair product. And we also have an you know, integration with Gorgeous as well, which is just great because you're able to do things like set up uh, rules on the Kendo side to flag uh, or automatically create a help desk ticket for any reviews of under a certain star rating. Uh, so that way, the customer service team can go into gorgeous and action, action that uh, customer issue. You can also do things like make sure to you know leave responses to customer inquiries directly on the review page so that. Even if you get a bad review, uh, customers will still see you're addressing that problem and you're properly servicing the customer, right? So that way, they're still much more likely to make a purchase because they know they'll be taken care of. Uh, So I think in a nutshell, uh, really consider layering social proof, both pre-purchase and post-purchase. And then back to that original point of yours, John, uh, really uh, making sure you're making the most use of any integrations that your tech stack have with each other.
1: yes, that's great. I love how all these tools work together yeah. um, and there there's some there, there, especially on the uh, on the um, on the personalization side um, so one thing everybody asks is like how to can merchants integrate these different tools and and sometimes sometimes we hear from merchants especially some smaller merchants maybe like they're mid market or or le- or below or small businesses. Uh, where they might be thinking certain tools or like pulling all of these things together might be too much for them. Uh, but I feel like this works even better sometimes with smaller, leaner teams uh, because it does save a lot of time on the back. And yeah, maybe some upfront setting it up, but it does save a ton of time on the back office side of things when it comes to uh, automating communications, or you know, personalizing it. Make it to Nicole's, Nicole's point, making sure that that it's still personal, but it could be automated in a way. Uh, and that's where you really get uh, almost like an enterprise level feel without enterprise level money. So, um, some things we get asked were like, how are the ways merchants can integrate these different tools to provide a better customer experience uh, for increasing retention? So, um, as mentioned earlier, integrating Clavio and Gorgeous, you could segment customers and. Uh, and send targeted campaigns based on gorgeous d- different events. Uh, personalization to me, personalization is key. Uh, we've always focused a lot on personalization from on site as well as email. Um, when it comes to on site, we do use like dynamic yield a lot for personalization, A B testing, segmentation, uh, really trying to personalize the experience as much, much as possible and create uh, really custom and uh, unique digital experiences there. Uh, but looping that into email, making sure that email is personalized, segmenting, creating your different lists, and being able to, to tailor your communications to your customers, insanely important for retaining. Um, and then utilizing Okendo to send review requests via email um, and and looping that into Klaviyo, uh, S- Klaviyo's SMS tool for for notifications to, to write reviews, bringing them back to the website. Um, using Okendo as a, um, to flag negative reviews, uh, in gorgeous, that was something that I thought was really interesting. Louis, can you speak to that a little bit as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. You can, and this is great too, because you can also create like, uh, audience segments based off the star rating of a customer. Mm. So like you can create like mm. a, a five star, you know, people who have left five star reviews as an audience and that way, let them know like, Hey, can you actually refer, uh, someone else to buy this product Here's a discount code and get really creative right because you have that data that you've collected and going back to lizzie's point uh on the okendo side it's really really easy once you have uh the integration set up with gorgeous uh you basically just can create a rule on the okendo side and if anyone wants this done for their store definitely flag me down after the webinar and i can make sure to get you guys properly situated but you create a rule that has a certain amount of star ratings. So, if you want anyone who's four or three star ratings or lower, uh, automatically create a help desk ticket in Gorgias, and our two technologies will work behind the scenes to take care of that. So,
1: uh, awesome. super
0: easy to set up and impactful. You
1: know. Awesome. And and I think these tools really work well, especially for brands who are selling like consumables that are that are subscription based. Um, you know, when it comes to collecting data being able to retarget to people, especially creating flows that are going to um, bring customers back that might've made a one-time purchase. Like how can they use great customer Service and customer experience, communication through SMS and email to understand, well, this person bought this once or um, this person, this this customer uh, is likely to be a repeat purchase, but we might want to put them down a certain funnel. And then also utilizing reviews, UGC, to bring them back to the website, tailor that experience, and then clavia flows to be able to upsell them to become a subscriber, so looping in even uh, other things like recharge or bold subscriptions, and uh, being able to turn those customers into repeat customers—that's going to really help with retention. Of course, if they're signing up for your product, so I think this whole entire tech stack works extremely well, especially for um, consumable products.
2: One thing that I that I've seen that worked really well for just kind of a, a tip, um, depending on the rating system, that you know what you're talking about on a scale from one to five amazing way to just, you know, segment your audience, you know, a four is good, but you could be a little bit better. A five is awesome. So they may be on the path to being a VIP once they reach a certain threshold. Three is kind of that, like, you have to win them over still. And then anything below may result in getting ported over to Gorgias, but we found like the three and four, and even like the two um, I've seen some brands that will trigger like a personalized, no HTML, no branded email from the CEO. That's, you know, like, Hey, reply back, let us know what we could do better. Like, what did you like? What didn't you like? We're always trying to improve and we want to get feedback. Um, Again, the personal touch and making them feel special is always a great thing. And then if you're able to connect that to Gorgeous or, um, you know, any of the replies that come back, it's a great way to collect even more information. Uh, So that was a a really cool thing that I had seen uh, done. And it actually ended up leading to uh, a really great uh, revenue uh, amount because then they would go and click through and go to the website to be like, oh, like, you know, what what, what is the CEO do? And, you know, ask talking about what the brand does and getting the story and all
1: that. Awesome. I love that. I love that, that kind of like non-branded personal email. Um, and there could even be, you can even do that on text too, you know, like a quick oh, little yeah. text from the CEO Like that, that's, that's kind of cool. Or from the founder, like pe- yep. people know it's like not really him sitting on him or her sitting on their couch <laughs> texting, but it feels good. It feels like, okay, well the brand is paying attention to me.
2: Yeah, I love
1: it. That's great. Um, so, if anyone out there has any additional questions that they wanted to drop in the chat, happy to answer them here for anything related to customer experience, retention, reviews, UGC, feel free to drop them in there. Um, but I, I think we went through a lot today. Um, so, one of the things that we're trying to do here is bringing it all together uh, when it comes to UGC on site, uh, whether it's UGC on site or via email. Uh, review requests, personalized experiences, both on-site and via email, gathering data from customers, um, especially from customer support. Uh, merchants can now provide that enterprise kind of like omni-channel experience without spending um, that enterprise money. I remember years ago, you can never do all of these things together. Um, now that there's like this whole ecosystem of how all of these things connect, especially on different e-commerce platforms, uh, mostly Shopify Plus, of course, or Shopify, uh, but you could use all of these, these platforms and vary all, all these different products and different platforms. So um, yeah, think- unless there was any, get
2: No, I was just going to say, I think that going into 2022, uh, I would, I would stress that even more of go through the exercise of both your site as well as you know your competitors and what is it like to go to your website do you get a pop-up when does it come what is it like to browse and abandon and if you put this much money in your car and Really think through the full experience as a consumer, not as the brand. And maybe, like I said, go through as like, go to your competitor's site so you can see what their experience is like. Uh, But then really take note of where are all those different customer touch points and what data are you collecting? Because as you go into 2022, as I already mentioned, like data privacy, hiding emails, it's going to be so important that you've built a transparent trust uh, with your uh, a trusting relationship with your customers so that they don't want to hide their email address. So they want to share data with you and continue to build. uh, And, and with that, you want to make sure that all of your data is centralized into one place. So you're not only have all these different data points and you're collecting them, but they're, actually actionable so you can analyze them you can use them through email or sms or uh with you know your support channels or on your website for on-site personalization uh or leveraging your you know reviews across your website or anywhere else um so that would be my one piece of advice as a takeaway is just make sure that you can access your data and you're aware of all the opportunities for collecting uh, and storing data
1: That's awesome. Thanks so much, Lizzie. And any takeaways, Lewis? you wanted to add anything before we wrap it up?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Like kind of to echo Lizzie's point, like really capturing data directly from your customers. Uh, Reviews is a really easy way to do that. You know, they're already leaving a star rating, writing some copy down, super simple for them to just check off a few other items about their like age, gender, et cetera. Um, And then you can leverage that zero party data for retention marketing, for retargeting, et cetera um outside of that really leveraging testimonials and and any type of content from your customers to uh, that are is already being provided post-purchase to help any net new customer growth uh for your brand's revenue so we've even seen some really cool things from brands where they'll take like 10 different pieces of ugc content and create like a, a gif ugc mashup and use that on social media so there's definitely a lot of ways that you can get creative with the zero-party data and all the content that you're getting from the customers already too. Um,
1: awesome, Nicole. Did you want to add anything to that?
3: Yeah, I think just in general, I think you know there's obviously um, so much you can find from um, your customers' uh, information. So anything they're telling you, you know, whether it's in reviews, figuring out you know if they're asking for a rose flavor, oh maybe that's a way to iterate your next product, right? If you're if you only have lavender, figuring out how you can all you can pull that data. Um, But also, I think it's important that you actually have full control to turn anyone's experience into a positive or a, um, a negative one. So if someone's having a really negative experience, train your entire team to upsell. How can you upsell? How can you turn this customer around when you're eating at a restaurant and maybe the foods, whatever, but the service is spectacular. You're going to tip, right? It's the same thing. If you're shopping online, I like, I, I love that analogy. Cause it's so true. If you put yourself in the customer's shoes, what would you want? What would make you have a really great experience? Um, so figuring out ways to actually, you know, if someone is commenting something super negative on Instagram and you can actually track them back that they're a Shopify, they, they purchased on Shopify, for example, um, you know, be like, hey, we saw this comment, you know, we've gone ahead and refunded your order or part of your order, um, you know, we'd love to, would love to call you and figure out what exactly happened um, so that we can mitigate this in the future. So I think that's super important. So being really proactive, but same thing goes for those really, really loyal customers. Um, You know, if I am commenting heart eye emojis, I love this brand. You know, we had someone in the chat say, we love gorgeous, figuring out ways that you can actually compliment them back. You know, we love you too. You know, if it's coming from the founder or if it's coming from anyone, you know, those are really great ways you can actually upsell and retain that customer, keep them really happy um, and build more of a personality behind your brand. So Um, Yeah, I think it goes back to segmenting, you know, in gorgeous, we can actually segment positive comments from negative comments, kind of how we did with reviews as well. Um, And so you can figure out ways to uh, segment the positive comments and actually use those questions as product feedback, use the positive comments as ways to upsell and really activate and go deeper with those customers, and then use the negative uh, comments to actually turn them into good experiences, but also as product feedback in general. And we do the same thing. Within our company, right, any negative experiences that customers have with Gorgeous, we put that in a product feedback board. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, figuring out processes and ways to really implement that across your entire customer experience strategy is going to help you um, as you kind of prepare for the new year and then the rest of this year for the holidays.
2: I feel like one thing that you said, sorry, John, I was going to say that one thing that you said, like, really resonated was uh, the idea of like that the personal outreach and following up and made me think of, Brands just getting started, you, you, you know each person that makes a purchase from your site. You get like excited to hear that, you know, cash register like ching on Shopify. Um, and then as you grow and, you know, get bigger and bigger, it gets harder to manage it. And so I think taking the step back and thinking like, how was it when it was like one to one and it was like your mom, friends and a couple like friends of friends that were purchasing from you? What was the experience like? How much attention were you paying? to each customer and then keeping that mindset as you grow and just supplementing the actions that you took as a person or a team and replacing some of them with automations where you can and being smart about um, keeping that personal relationship at scale um, as you grow. Because I think I think that's like one of the things of hitting home is making a big business feel like it is approachable and is a one-to-one relationship and stopping experiences if you're you know going into a brick and mortar.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, another thing that stood out related to, uh, what Lizzie called that as well is training your people to provide a great customer experience. Like that's super important and very difficult to do at scale, right. Is, is keeping that culture of providing an amazing customer experience and always trying to upsell. Um, and we talk about these tools a lot and these, all of these tools that we use, whether it's gorgeous or Kendo or Clavio, or and, you know, um, or Shopify Plus, whatever it is, the automation that we do, the personalization that we do, they're great tools, but you need to be able to know how to utilize them. It's only, it's only going to be good as good as how you execute it, what you set up. There's only so much it could do for you. So being able to provide that human touch, being able to um, train your team on how to best utilize them so it works well for your brand because you can't not, you can't, it's just not set it and forget it. Um, it needs to be something that you make it your own. The, the, the product should fall into the background and be behind the scenes and your brand should be up front, you know, interfacing with your customers and providing that experience. So uh, it's great to use all of these tools and to, to, to integrate them all together. But to both of your points, the, we do need that human touch and be personalized as well.
2: Yeah, and I would also echo that too of like making sure that you're not just adding tech to for the sake of adding tech and being Mm -hmm. smart about when um, and and dipping your toes in slowly. I think like having having a form set up to collect contact information, uh, an email platform to do your basic automations, reviews is also one that I would probably say is like first and foremost. Um, And as you grow and can't handle your customer support as like a team of one or two, that's when you add in. An awesome tool like gorgeous um but making sure that you're being smart about when you're adding the tech stack in because i think it be, can become really overwhelming very quickly of having too much data and not doing mm-hmm. anything with that data and i think it's worse to collect data and have it sit and just be stagnant um than to not be collecting it because you can always um you know add on to profiles as you get to know your customers Um, but I think if you're you're at a disadvantage if you're kind of throwing money away and adding tools that you're not utilizing to the full potential.
1: Agree like we so often do we work with some merchants that are doing just that where they have these tools and they're spending money on them and they're not utilizing them or they're way under utilizing them mm-hmm. um so like whether it's using shopify plus and not make making use of flow and automations or scripts or something like that um or when it's like using klaviyo it's like oh we're just sending out a one email blast like a month whenever we can i guess it's better than absolutely nothing but there's so much more you can be doing especially with flows or you know or just utilizing a chat bot or something or even using like gorgeous and not setting up the proper integration so like if you are going to be u- utilizing th- these tools you should be leveraging them as much as possible because they will cost money and you want to make sure that you're seeing a return on investment so like retaining customers super important customer experience super important but the byproduct of that needs to be uh, an ROI. That's what everyone's everyone's kind of in there to make some money too.
3: <laughs> I I just want to add to that. And, you know, we're talking about being intentional with the um, tools you choose, but also just remembering, you know, it is supposed to be, you know, not too heavy of a lift to implement these tools, right? Like we mm-hmm. have teams, we have support that helps you figure out the, the strategy and really leaning on, you know, our support when I get, you know, someone from, Avax is like, oh, they're underutilizing it. I'm like, great, here are office hours for our entire team. Um, have them set, set, set up one-on-one time. Um, the whole goal is using these tools, but also you're not going in blindly and we'll definitely take care of you along the way. So um, making sure you're being active with the resources as well, um, because I think you know, I can speak for all three of our apps. We definitely have support um, that we give as well to help you set it up to make it a really seamless implementation.
1: Yeah. And it's helped us as well. Like just as an agency being able to reach out to our partners for specific problems that our merchants are having, or like even problems that we're having, like we need, all right, what's the best approach here? That's what we're there for is like, we're partnering so that we could better support these merchants, better support and help these brands grow. Um, because it's important to all of us. It's, it's, it's a benefit to the brand. It's a benefit to the, to the, um, SaaS products. It's a benefit to the agency. If, our merchants are really successful uh, and they're making use of these, these products. So like that, that's great that we could have that relationship and be able to work together to support our merchants. Um, Yeah. So, you had anything to add add up?
0: Yeah, no. And just, I I would, uh, you know, really advise any merchant on the call to be very transparent and forthcoming uh, with that type of information when it comes Mm -hmm. to their agency, right? Like, like just, um, even in initial conversations, like be very transparent about your technology stack, ask for audits, ask for the recommendations because they're the subject matter experts, right? Like let them know like, hey, here's our tech apps. Like what are some ways we can, uh, you know, you, ha- you have seen other successful clients leverage these technologies together and how can I replicate that in my store, right? So really like looking for subject matter experts that you're you're keen on working on, already working on it and really tapping into that knowledge they have.
2: Yeah. I would also, just to like to add, like... <laughs> agency services generally, um, I think that there's often this like understanding that agency services are out of the budget for everybody and they're out of reach for a lot of smaller brands, even, Um, but as we were discussing like sometimes there are tools and we're paying too much for certain things or you know, you could be doubling or tripling or quadrupling the amount of money you're getting from certain channels yeah. or from your e-commerce presence. And so ultimately, you know, leveraging someone who is, is able to off or take, you know, some of the, the load off and be able to uh, optimize the execution, you end up with a, a better ROI than if you were not doing anything uh, or not using a service. Yeah. So, um, I, if anyone isn't, you know, considering or hasn't tried out having like an audit from somebody like I would highly recommend having, uh, you know, someone as like a, you know, mentor or tutor in your court, uh, just to, to think about it because uh, we've had a lot of success um, with our brands that are using, you know, our partner services. giving you guys a little
1: plug you know awesome thank you appreciate that um yeah we love doing audits our email marketing manager especially loves doing those um especially advising on customer experience whether it's for reuse ugc Um, customer support, email, SMS, all of those things that are around in this whole ecosystem, Um, just being able to help support our our merchants. Like you said, Lizzie, if you're not making use of it, let's figure out a way together to um, have merchants make use of these tools. Um, great. So I think we covered a lot today. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties in the beginning, but we hope you took a lot away from this to better provide a great customer experience for your for your customers as well as retain those customers um, and uh, focus on This Black Friday Cyber Monday rush that's about to come up, uh, and work with those those customers and and keep them with your brand long term. Uh, So this will be recorded and we'll send this out. So if anyone missed anything, uh, I'm sure we'll send it out on social media as well as uh, via email, um, and probably post it to our podcast if anyone wants to check it out there. So thank you so much, Lewis from Okendo, really. Uh, thanks for joining, Lizzie from Klaviyo, uh and Nicole from Gorgeous. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the time today. Thanks.
3: Thank everyone. you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye. 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 For having Take
1: care. Bye. Bye.